Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where you will get, we will give you four ingredients for our fun, free FanDuel game diced. And a friendly mm-hmm. reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Network from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash or fantasy football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And I'll be right back. And it's week three. And she's out. And, and she's out. And like half of the players in the NFL. Right. That's really so awesome. Really awesome so trying Brandon to line up. Hey, why don't you yeah. go to the waiver wire and pick up no one in week three? It's amazing. Man, I mean, we knew injuries was going to be a thing, but in week three, really, I'm this an many owner, and I went to go look, and it was just depressing. I'm like, who, who do I pick up right now? This is just depressing. Seriously, I t- I'm glad I told people to hold their waiver wire in week one. Like, I wrote a ton of articles about it. Now I'm like, yeah, use it now. Use it, yeah, now. <sighs> Absolutely. I mean, phew. Made I'm lucky the one league that I have APN is a 10 person league, and I had uh LaShawn McCoy for this week to put in for AP because I have D'Angelo Williams. But next week, I picked up Isaiah yeah. Crowell. So, oh, no, I was just saying, anyway. is that the family league? What league is that in? No, it's not the family league. Who is Crowell it's, in our family league? Like I think Carson or Carson. It's one of oh, us. Maybe we both you. have him. Um, but wow. I, yeah, I know. I just, it's in my, um, work link, but I was like, Shh. you know, I, I like Isaiah as well. I'm not do- dogging him, but mm. yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Cleveland's a hot mess and we'll get into Cleveland and their injuries that have come about in week two. Um, but it, and, and in practice before week three, it's all just really depressing. Um, Mayday. Mayday, Mayday. People's heads are falling off. People's heads are falling off. So, mm. actually, we're going to start off with the Houston Texans and the New England Patriots, which I believe they're healthy, man. They're healthy. They're healthy. Not the Patriots. Well, not well, the Patriots. Okay, Patriots lost Patriots somebody. Are hot mess. Barely somebody, but yes, Patriots are a hot mess. But Thursday night game, the Houston Texans of the New England Patriots. Uh, Listen carefully, guys, because if any of these guys that we say are starters are on your waivers, go get them because you probably need them. Yes. Ashley, what about those Texans? So I want to start off with congrats to Courtney because we had to guess which rookie was going to get the most points. Burr and I both said Will Fuller, who still did good. But Courtney nailed it with the Corey Coleman. I was just like, man, you're right again, Courtney. But Will Fuller still did great, and that's that's why I bring this up. You know, Coach Bill O'Brien says that Fuller has actually been on his radar since high school. Ooh, high school. Oh yeah, because he tried to to uh, get him on their football team. So, to me, this is a great sign yeah. that they didn't they don't just have Will Fuller on the team to just kind of be a background player. He's he's one of the main guys, guys. He's he's it's him. And DeAndre Hopkins. Those are your two guys. Now, he was pretty good. He was four for seven of 104 yards. I like that. That's good for a rookie. 
I'm into that. Why are we laughing, Brandon? Nothing. Courtney is a horrible person. <laughs> Sorry, Keep we've going. been talking about true crime before we started the show. No, we're not getting into what I just. No, wrote. we're not gonna. No. no, we're not gonna get into it. What I'm saying is, <laughs> Courtney made an inappropriate comment under comment. Oh. I didn't even see because <laughs> I was in my notes. But Shame on you. Sorry. Courtney. We Move think everyone's off. a murderer. It's okay. I do. I, I've been, I, haven't been, I have not been sleeping well because I've been watching the Jean Benet Ramsey case on like every network that it's running. Because we were born in Boulder, Colorado, and we lived in Colorado during the time. So of course, naturally, I'm like engrossed in it. Um, so that's not what this comment's about, but you'll have an idea. We talked about a lot of messed up stuff before the show. Anyway, <laughs> I basically, think all children and people could be murderers. Yeah, Just watch out. We're not wrong. I mean, we were right about Corey Coleman, so we probably are wrong about everybody else being serial killers, but <laughs> anyway. Moving <laughs> on, Houston, Texas, Brock Osweiler. What a great guy. Yeah. They're good. They're good. DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> seems fine. Will Fuller seems fine. Uh, but Hopkins, another great game, 7 of 11 for 113 and a touchdown. He is still the lead wide receiver, but Will Fuller is someone that you need to be considering. I've been talking about it for weeks now. He is someone to consider. Depending on you know where you are and in potential injuries, he's probably more of a flex guy but he's a good option he's good to get the targets he's good to get the looks i mean he's someone that you need to be considering lamar miller he has also looked good 28 touches for 83 yards and two for two for 14 not a lot of yardage but i like the fact that he's caught all of his passes coming his way so that's also improvement um another guy that you got to be starting especially with how running backs are just dropping like flies you need to hold on to the guys like lamar miller that are not sharing the ball and are getting very hefty amount of touches. We're not talking he's getting 12 touches. We're talking 25 touches. And I believe he had 28 touches leading the touches last week. So he is a major bell cow right now. My sleepers are Brock Eisweiler. You know, stop it. He's a decent, he's a decent option. He's a good option. A two quarterback. He is. First of all, Gross. Uh, he's, I <laughs> don't bring your bitter, bitter Broncos into this. Yee, come on. But... He's got 10 fantasy points last week, you know? It's like, no. But I mean, I'm just saying, if everyone here. was so high on him coming into the season, here's, Brock here's Osweiler, Houston. Woo, it's a thing. It hasn't been a thing yet. Like Joe Flacco. It's been a semi thing. It's been a second Whoa. quarterback thing, which is what I'm saying. But the Patriots give the eighth most points to quarterbacks. So this is a favorable matchup for him. And I bring him up again because you want to make sure that you play those wide receivers when the quarterback has a favorable matchup. And this is a good matchup for Brock. Um, and then I just want to bring up to you guys' attention that Braxton Miller, he has a hamstring injury. Uh, he did not participate in practice on Wednesday. And he's been ruled out for week three. So he's one of those guys, if you're in a super deep league, you may have drafted him. You need to get him out of your lineups. Boom, if you are the most desperate fantasy player on the planet, you cannot play Braxton Miller this week. There's more people desperate than Braxton Miller. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, New England Patriots. Few, but some. A few. I mean, speaking about desperate, uh, this team, uh, barring some unforeseen event prior to Thursday night, it looks like Jacob B. Brissett will be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. His backup will be Julian Edelman. 
right. Also, I refuse to shame Jimmy Garoppolo for not playing with a sprained AC joint. And he supposedly he is still having yeah. trouble raising his arm. And yet people are like, oh, well, Tom Brady had the same injury and he played through it. Listen, every oh injury gosh. is different. Everything is, you know, each person is different. Each level of inter- injury is different. Stop it. You don't want a guy playing quarterback who can't raise his arm, especially because he doesn't have the experience Tom Brady has. I, it's a completely but I also different not situation. Putting a Jimmy, I'm not putting a Jimmy Garoppolo in my lineup who already has a strained and sore AC joint either. You got to look somewhere else for this week, right? I mean, I'm not going to play him. Even if he's a even well, if they he's not going to play. Go he's not going to play. It's going to be Jacob Brissett, and they've they've already started preparing Julian Edelman. So to me, it's <laughs> done. But what I'm saying is, is that the media is killing Jimmy Garoppolo, thinking that he should somehow tough it out. But that's absurd. Legarrette Blunt is the only starter for me for sure on this team. Uh, he uh, he's the high highest scoring offensive player not named Jimmy Garoppolo so far on this season. Twenty two carries in week one. Twenty two carries in week. Two, Houston gives up the seventh fewest points to opposing running backs. It is a tough matchup, but they are going to have to run the ball. Also, Stephen Goskowski missed a uh, 39-yard field goal last week. It was a little crazy. Uh, now, they still won the game, so no one really talked about it. You're still starting him, but I just thought I would say that, uh, again, there are some people that are in Patriots land really upset about that. And if Gronk plays, fine. You can, you can start him. Reason why. I dropped him in my rankings as punishment because I know he stays up at night wondering where I'm going to rank him, Stephen Goskowski. <laughs> He's still a starter, but I dropped him just to make a point. Goskowski or Gronkowski? Yeah. Goskowski. Yeah. The best player on the team. Minus I didn't even rank Rob Gronkowski because I'm assuming that on a short week with a rookie quarterback, they're not going to bring him out there. How annoying was Bennett last week? fantastic i started him Woo! yeah there's a lot of desperate people that loved it but uh, i know i know so i have julian edelman in my sleepers so listen he's had seven catches in each of his first two performances 66 yards 76 yards he's definitely a ppr guy rather than a standard guy for points however we haven't heard how they're going to use him this week because are they going to put him on the bench a little bit more to keep him fresh in case they need him to play quarterback like, yeah. how into this backup quarterback thing are we going with Julian Edelman? So that makes me a little bit worried. Now, on the other side of that, if he goes in at quarterback and does really well, he could have 25 points. I, I don't do know. Well. He's the only guy they throw to. And Danny Amendola. Oh, yeah. Julian Danny Edelman's going to come in as quarterback and do really well against the Houston Texans. Exactly. Give me a break. No, not Edelman Interception, as quarterback. fumble, but... torn ACL. Not good. Let's just wow. pray he does not go in as quarterback. <laughs> he will not. not be the it's not as dire for me, but I I do wonder. I just don't know if I can start him this week. Period. Because I don't know what they're how they're going to use him since he's also their backup quarterback. Now, who knows? It's Bill Belichick. He has black magic. He might be like, screw it. I'm going to play him like I want to play him, and then if I need him, I need him. Yeah, he's going to be yeah. running back punt but- returns. I mean, who knows? Uh, again, also sleepers, Martellus Bennett. He caught five of his six targets for 114 yards and a touchdown last week. He was uh, a monster. He looked phenomenal. But the Texans give up the fourth fewest points to opposing tight ends. And there were ballers last year, too. Guys, good defense, period. And it's a rookie quarterback who, by the way, actually 
that was where most of his yardage came from, were uh, two safe screens from Brissett at the end of the game last week. So maybe he does well, maybe not, but it's it's a gamble. And the bench, Danny Amendola, I mean, sorry. I mean, last week he caught all four of his passes for 50 yards and two touchdowns, but, you know, that was not because of Jacoby. And Chris Hogan, don't play him either. James White, he's only had 12 total touches on the entire season so far. So much for the Jimmy Garoppolo chemistry. They've just been going with Blunt, so that's it. All right, the Arizona Cardinals, the Buffalo Bills. All right, the Arizona Cardinals. Carson Palmer, way to go. 18.94 points versus New England in week one. 24.32 points. This is in standard scoring versus Tampa Bay in week two. Total shellacking. Uh, Fitzpatrick just threw 374 yards against Buffalo last Thursday, so you can start Palmer. Courtney's happy about that. Look at He's her. done. His arm looks weak. Ooh, I don't know. Mm, Mr. Consistency comes back in 2016. All right. Well, a big part of that is the next guy I'm telling you to start, which is Larry Fitzgerald. He is clearly, clearly the number one target. I mean, his demise is always something people are talking about, and they're always wrong. He has 21 targets in the season. Next, Michael Floyd with 13. Next after that, David Johnson with 11. Can't even – it's barely even half. Half of Larry Fitzgerald's targets, third most points wide receivers. Um, David Johnson is the most productive and consistent running back in the league right now, so obviously you're starting him, especially with the apocalypse happening at the running back position this year, this week. Uh, sleepers, pretty much any of the wide receivers, I guess, in a Hail Mary, except for on the bench, John Brown has only had seven targets on the entire season and only two catches for 22 yards total between two games. Even Darren the uh, Fells has more targets last week. Ew. If he doesn't blow up in Buffalo, I, I mean, Mayday. I, you know, people are saying, can I drop him? And I'm like, yeah. You know, like for Travis Benjamin, I'm like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's not even debatable to me. I'm like, yeah. yes. Should I drop him sure, for Stefan Diggs? Are you kidding me? Of course. You know, if you can get Stefan Diggs in a trade that you pair up with John Brown, psh- Yesterday, do it. Let's do this. Uh, Darren Fells, uh, you know, he had a good game last week. Don't do it. And Chris Johnson had a big game last week, but that was only because they were up by an exorbitant amount of points. And they know that David Johnson's the man, so they put Chris Johnson in. By the way, congratulations, Chris Johnson. It was great, but you can't predict a blowout like that. Sorry. It, it it'll be close with the Buffalo Bills and that <laughs> defense. Bills do like that. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Close. This yeah. would be the closest, but I'm yeah. still not quite comfortable telling you to start. Chris no, 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 no. It's like we can predict a few things here. Can, you know. Yeah, okay. uh, listen, I, I, I do not like this matchup for any of the Bills, and that's just the way it's the cookie's going to crumble this week. I am putting LaShawn McCoy into sleeper category. Yes, he is not a sleeper. Yes, you have to start him. But I do not love him this week. He faces a tough Arizona defense that has given up the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs this year. They did give up more than 11 fantasy points to LeGarrette Blunt in week one, but no Tampa Bay running back got over three fantasy points in week two. Now, McCoy has yet to rush more than 60 yards this year, you guys. That is not good. And if he doesn't find the end zone, it really won't be good. Mm. There's, a, there's a possibility with that with against Arizona. So I would expect 10 points. Um, we have him ranked number 10. 
but you may get less out of them this week, you guys. It just, it's really, it's really, really scary. I do not love Tyrod Taylor this week. I did not love him last week, and he got almost 25 points, so... That is why he falls into the sleeper category. Um, he is, at this point, inconsistent. So you don't know if he's going to do well or not. It's kind of the Buffalo Bills, uh, Rex Ryan way. But it was so all in a we handful have a, of big plays. Right. Which Otherwise, is, he would have totally sucked. Which is fine. It's fantasy. We don't care how we get our fantasy points as long as we get them. But it's inconsistent. And so mm-hmm. you play at a risk. Um, we have him ranked 20 and uh, – you know, you're like, what? He got so many fantasy points last week. But yes, at this point, you can't trust him or the Buffalo Bills. And that brings me to the most untrusty, untrusted person that I can think of, the Marquise Goodwins of the world. Mm. I mean, he was clearly a very effective receiver last week. He had five targets, but he only caught two of them. But he caught them for 112 yards and a touchdown. Now, mind you, the week before, he had zero fantasy points, okay? So he really falls into that boomer bust person. Yeah, his speed looks fantastic, all right? But when you have an injured Sammy Watkins, and now people see Marquise Goodwin, Arizona's not stupid. Like, they're like, oh, okay, bye. And it's not worth it, you guys. In daily, okay, I would maybe put a flyer on him because Cheap. they're going to have to do something to score on the Arizona Cardinals, but it's not it, – yeah, super cheap, but it's not worth your year-long roster spot, guys. Um, we all saw what Sammy Watkins did to us last week. He did absolutely nothing. Two fantasy points. Um, and he'll be shadowed by Patrick Peterson this week. So I am not playing him again this week unless something comes out that he's in absolutely 100% and just fabtastic. It's not a good matchup for him, including Charles Clay, who is also listed as questionable. Um, he should remain on your bench as well. Bill's defense, oh, yeah. They're out of the top 25 now. And Dan Carpenter. Oakland Raiders at the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> All right. So the Raiders, again, are starting off very strong. They did the same thing in 2015. I'm starting Derek Carr until he dips under 20 fantasy points. I'm sorry. I mean, if I get a guy where I know every week is getting 20 points, I feel good about it. Now, to be honest, the Tennessee Titans defense has been a lot better than people anticipated. However, they played uh, against... Detroit and Minnesota. So they faced Sean Hill and baller. then Matthew Stafford. Baller. Who, who Stafford's a little bit of baller-esque, but yeah. not enough for me to be scared. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, you know, 299 yards and three touchdowns last week. The week before it was 319 yards, but only one touchdown. They had the majority of the touchdowns on the ground against New Orleans. So uh, feeling good about that. Latavius Murray. Okay, I get it. I get it. He's not exciting, but he's still the lead back in a high-powered offense, and he will continue to get you fantasy points. And again, it's desperate times. You feel great about having right. Latavius Murray. That's Stop right. complaining. Gosh, people are crazy. And then Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree both have 11 catches. Cooper went for 208 yards with those 11 catches, uh, and that was off of 20 targets. Michael Crabtree 
only 118 yards, but that was only off of 14 targets. So they're completely different in terms of their efficiency, but for fantasy purposes, oh, and then also Crabtree had a touchdown. Cooper has not gotten one of those yet. So my point is, is that both of them are must starts every week. They're like Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall. It is what it is. And you know what? Michael Crabtree in all DFS formats is a fraction of the price of Amari Cooper. That makes zero sense. Exploit that. Uh, However, I will say that Tennessee, again, great defense, but their best matchup as a team is going up against the Tennessee secondary. So I think they'll throw the ball a lot. So just FYI. Sleepers is Clive Walford. He seems to be crawling back to the top of the depth chart. He caught six of the seven targets for 50 yards and a touchdown last week. But Tennessee kept Rudolph and Ebron in check. So, um, But still, I, I think that he is someone you can keep on your roster. I wasn't quite sure after week one. And then bench DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard. They're both handcuffs, but you can't play them, even if you're desperate this week. I am sorry. Uh, so there you go. And then, you know, coming up, they're at Houston, at Miami, and versus Cleveland. So keep those Raiders on your starting lineup. Just Houston Boom. stuff. But other than that, we're good. Tennessee Titans, Ash. So I'm going to start off with just in terms of how they rack up defensively. So the Raiders gave up the absolute most points to quarterbacks, mm. 12th most points to running backs. Not great with wide receivers, the 14th fewest to wide receivers, but that still is kind of middle of the pack. So it's not horrendous. The six most points to tight ends eighth most points to kickers, and the fewest points to defenses. So what is this telling when it comes to this team? The only thing I really care about is the running back and tight end on this team, which both have good matchups. So that is good news for you. So DeMarco Murray, again, 12th most points to running backs here. He ran 12 times for 89 yards last week. Uh, now, granted, one of those was 67 yards. So that's a big portion of that 89 yards with 12 catches. So I don't love that. But again, because this is a good matchup, I think he's going to actually have a really great week. But he was able to have seven receptions for 56 yards. So he's able to kind of work with what's going, what's working well for them in that system that week, and he can shift where he needs to. So he, there may be weeks where he's a little bit more heavy on the reception than the other week. But either way, I think he's going to do great this week. I'm a big fan of Marco Murray this week. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. Delaney Walker caught six balls for 83 yards and a touchdown. We finally are seeing the Delaney Walker that I wanted to see, which is very exciting. Um, But he didn't practice today. The alleged hamstring injury. Not sure where this injury came from. It didn't seem to happen in the game. I don't know how serious it is. If he doesn't play, this does increase the stock a bit of Tajay Sharp and Richard Matthews. If he, if he is playing, I don't think it's going to be a great game for Tajay Sharp or Richard Matthew because, again, it is such a juicy matchup for the tight ends. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Delaney Walker if he is playing. So keep that in mind. Marcus Mariota, he's doing well enough for you to be considering him in a two-quarterback league, obviously. Derrick Henry, I don't love this matchup quite as well. He ran nine times for 40 yards last week. Not awful. Not great. Um, so, but, but with how dire things are with running backs – he may be someone you have to put in your flex. So someone you need to think about there. Um, and then really just mentioning of Kendall Wright. He was limited in practice, but please do not fall into the Kendall Wright train. If you hear he is active, please don't try to do anything cute and put him in your lineup. That would be a very bad choice. Washington Redskins at the New York Giants. Oh, Washington. I love this game. I love this game. Okay. The Giants defense actually looks pretty good. I know that's 
a weird sentence to say out loud. They do look good. But they do look good. I'm a hint worried, and I don't think anyone from Washington is a must-start except for Dustin Hopkins. <laughs> Made all 11 of his field goal attempts, and he is kicking money maker, you guys. A top five kicker. Again, kickers matter. Get your points. Get your points. Sleepers, Matt Jones. He scored a touchdown last week against Dallas. Uh, and running backs are dropping like flies. So for once, you're going to be happy that you have Matt Jones on your football team. So congrats. Well, enjoy it while it lasts. Hey, right. this week, you guys. <laughs> live it up. Live it up. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Reed, 17 targets in two games. They want to get him involved, but he's only gone 64 yard yards against Pittsburgh, 70 yards against Dallas, no touchdowns. But still, he's getting the work. At some point, he will get in the end zone, I promise. Deshaun Jackson hurt his ankle and knee in the third quarter of last week. But in week one, he got 10 targets, caught six for 102 yards. But watch the injury report. Um, wish for the best. Jamison Crowder is a must-add. I cannot believe that he's available in so many different leagues. 18 targets in two weeks. He scored a touchdown last week. He is involved. He is a major part of this offense. He had a great rookie season last year, and now he's building upon that. So uh, as long as he can stay healthy – all systems are go. I, I think that he is a great, especially now that the bye weeks are coming up, which I can't believe bye weeks start in week four, but I it's know. next week, people. Get it together. Get Jamison Crowder on your roster. You have to do it. Uh, but he's a sleeper this week. Again, Giants are better than you think. Bench, I'm not even considering considering Pierre Garçon, Josh Doxson, who's questionable right now actually with an Achilles, Vernon Davis, or Chris Thompson in this matchup. It's just too risky for me personally. But the good news is is that uh, then they go up against Cleveland, then Baltimore. But then they're in Philadelphia, which uh, actually they're at home against Philadelphia, but still Philadelphia, good defense. Yeah. Good, interesting team in general. Washington, not a good defense. I was just gonna say that when I checked you guys as the Giants, like by the way, not a good defense. Not a, it's sad because Josh Norman's actually playing the best football of his life. Just no one's throwing his direction. Well, that's so we'll bring that up. But so the Redskins give up the ninth most points to quarterbacks, the second most points to running backs, and the eighth most points to wide receivers, which are the three big three that we care about. They're middle of the pack for tight ends, so it's not like they've got some rocking defense <clears throat> against tight ends as well. But I'm not really, you know, sold on the tight ends on the Giants anyway. So let's talk about who actually did the best wide receivers wise, and I'm going to say them in order. Sterling Shepard was the highest scoring of the new, sorry, the New York Giants wide receivers. He was the 18th highest scoring overall. He went eight for eight for 117. I love that he caught every single one of his targets. I yeah. love that, especially from a rookie. That is huge. I'm a huge fan of that. Next up was Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, he caught eight of 11 for 86 yards. He didn't catch a touchdown. If he had a touchdown, he it would have been great numbers. Um, but he will be shadowed and followed and stocked by Josh Norman, because what they've been doing is, you know, they haven't had Josh Norman necessarily lining up playing man on man against the, the best receiver on the team. They've been doing a certain side of the field. And Josh Norman has been very clear about, hey, I play for the Redskins and I do what the Redskins tell me. And if that's what they say to do, that's what I'm going to do. That's right. But they came out saying that they didn't have him basically lining up against the best receiver because they didn't want to make uh, what's his name? Brashard feel bad. No, sorry, Breland feel bad. Yeah, Brashard. I'm like, since I'm like, when did we care about their about a player's literal feelings 
when it comes to the NFL about like, well, you don't think he felt bad when he was getting smoked. That's what I'm saying. Like, how are you doing? I mean, come on. That's how you make him feel bad. Holy crap. That's what they ended up doing is turning the guy out. Could have been if they would have just put Norman on the lead receiver of each team. Because now it's a thing, right? Because now we've had to call out Richard Bieland not doing great. So, well, it's not calling out, it's just calling the game. The guy was getting torched. He is getting, but now it's it's to the forefront, right? Which it didn't need to be. Sad. Sad. No, you're right. Just anyway, so they are finally changing their philosophy, and Norman will be white on rice on Odell Beckham Jr., which has me a little concerned because we do have some viable receiving options here because again you had sterling shepherd go for 117 you had odell beckham jr go for 86 yards and victor cruz he was four of eight for 91 yards so i mean they all of them are showing up and performing they all have decent numbers it's not like they only have to throw to odell beckham jr so this has me a little bit nervous because you drafted him as your first second overall pick and thus far he hasn't exactly topped the charts of the wide receivers they have more options than they did last year. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. But I do like Eli Manning this week. He was only the 23rd highest quarterback last week. But he had 368 yards. I'm into that. Yeah. I mean, he did great. So throw a few touchdowns in there, and you've got a very high-scoring game. And again, the jo- sorry, the Redskins give up the ninth most of quarterbacks. So I think we're going to be in action there. I don't love Rashard Jennings this week, even though it's a good matchup for them. I'm not into it. Um, and there's really nobody else on this team you need to concern yourself with. Fabulous. The Cleveland Browns, the Miami Dolphins. Mm, mm. Yeah, let me make this really quick for you. Uh, although I think the Miami Dolphins, uh, congratulations to them. They really tried to make a comeback against the New England Patriots last week. That was respectful. I respect that. It was, that. it was, yeah. So, um, and of course, like a garbage truck goes right by right now. It's beautiful. Uh, anyway, I would just say that, uh, unfortunately, Josh McCown, uh, massive injury. He says that he really wants to play. By the way, I hope that you saw the, the uh, press moment where he was almost in tears talking about how he has to be with his teammates on the field. And it was the anti-Jay Cutler, actually. It was really <laughs> moving. And... Um, <laughs> So he's trying to get back, but let's be honest. It's going to be Cody Kessler, who is a rookie quarterback from USC that a lot of people don't believe in at all. So good luck to him. Uh, And then today at practice, Corey freaking Coleman broke his hand. That's right. He finally gets a two-touchdown game, and he breaks his freaking hand at practice because we're in the apocalypse. And anyone who tells you otherwise, I tell them to go on Twitter or the news, and I'm telling you, it's over for all of us. But it started with Corey Coleman breaking his hand at practice. You heard it here first. Um, so on that note, the other person I'm starting is Isaiah Crowell. And I just want to say, Isaiah Crowell is a top 10 running back in both PPR and standard formats yeah, right now is. through two weeks. And we had him ranked so much higher than everyone else because we were like, Hugh Jackson wants this guy to run. Why? I'm a believer. Why is I've been Hugh a believer. Johnson? What's the problem? I don't understand. Well, let me tell you something. I don't want to say we're psychic, but yeah. So the only people that have scored more than 10 points in two games in, in, uh, on the Browns would be Isaiah Crowell, Corey Coleman, broken hand, Josh McCown, broken everything. Broken. Uh, Duke Johnson's only scored 10.6 and Terrell Pryor 10 exactly. So that's my... Stardom sleeper, sit him, 
spiel, which means set everybody except for Isaiah. Yeah. Isaiah. We love you, Isaiah Crowell. Yeah. I don't. I lost I Ashley do. last week because of Isaiah. Sure. That's right. Duke, Woo-hoo. you lost you lost it for me, man. All right, the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. They're playing against the Cleveland Browns, which is delightful. Sign me up. Ugh. It's still the Dolphins, guys. It's still the Dolphins, so don't think that it's going to be all rainbows and unicorns. Uh, but we do. We are going to start Jarvis Landry. Um, we have him ranked 22nd. He had 10 receptions off of 13 targets for 137 yards and a fumble. That was weird. That's not cool. Um, but just he just needs to find that end zone, and then he's going to make our fantasy uh, day much happier. Um, as for sleepers, Miami defense, you guys, against the Cleveland, against against the quarterback situation, against it all. It's it's kind of yummy. Corey Coleman, no Josh Gordon yet. It's it's kind. I'm kind of into it. So oh, I forgot to mention, uh, Josh Gordon has a warrant out for his arrest. Rest. Yep, I saw that. For not taking a paternity test. Uh, supposedly this won't have anything to do with the team, but decisions, decision-making. Go on, I'm sorry. He allegedly did paternity not know. Tests. He wasn't evading it. He didn't know. I'm sure. Allegedly. allegedly. I'm sure. <sighs> the man's never going to learn, you guys. Uh, just, I mean, Tannehill? how many more things can you get in trouble for? That's my question. Yeah. Brian Tannehill, we have as a sleeper. I have as a sleeper. We have him ranked number 17. This is a fabulous matchup. And in daily, this is a good play, you guys. Um, Devontae Parker, Parker saw 13 targets. Wow. I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time getting behind this one, but it is Cleveland, so it might be a good play. Um, he's listed as questionable with hamstring injuries, but he's had it before, and he's gonna says he's going to continue to play through the pain. So, um I like him a lot more in daily than I do in season long. And the kicker, Andrew Franks. Uh, I would never play him in season long either, but for daily, you guys, he's an interesting pick. I mean, he's going up against Cleveland. Sturgis had nine, and Tucker had 14. So Andrew Franks, guys, might be very good in your FanDuel lineup. I'm just saying. Mm. And uh, benching, guys, Arian Foster is injured. Um, we knew it was coming. I didn't think it was going to come in week three, but he's listed as doubtful, but he's not going to play. So uh, I don't like any of the running backs here. It's going to be running back by committee. Um, and I, I, any of them, even though it's going against Cleveland. And Jordan Cameron, guys, don't let that touchdown fool you. He's still not fantasy. Well right. that. The Baltimore Ravens and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, must starts for the Baltimore Ravens. Mike Wallace. Boom. Talked about him in preseason. I said I think he's a good sleeper. Sure enough, he's the only guy on the Ravens. Cheerio. Second game with 16 fantasy points. Boom or bust no more. He's had three touchdowns in just two weeks. Um, we have him ranked 31. He's a huge part of this offense, you guys. Clearly, um, he may not get the ball up, but when he does, he makes huge plays. So, uh, I think if he's not making those huge plays with those few targets, they're going to give him more targets to try to get him those big plays. So I'm not concerned about the targets. I'm all in. Sleepers, Flacco was supposed to be a must-start last week. Um, mm. 
we have him ranked at 15, so I guess he's in that sleeper category. But if he's only able to get 16 fantasy points against the Browns we just talked about, um, 302 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions against those Browns we were mm. just talking about, uh, I, I just can't I can't get behind him this week. But to each their own. Uh, Joe Flacco's favorite target last week was Dennis Pitta. Um, if you are in need of a tight end, guess what? I put a fool that has to play this man, but you may just have to. He's best Nine friends with Flacco in real life. They go to Disney World and stuff together. No, but I hate this play. I hate it because what's going to happen is you're going to go pick him up, and he's going to break a hip. He's, he's going to he's going to break something. Yeah, it's I scary. can't believe how how far he's gotten even this far. I wasn't quite sure he's going to play football Shocked again. He's gotten this far. I mean, congratulations to him, but it's scary. How, yeah, it's. Uh, Eek. I mean, yeah, listen, I, I do like the I have, for daily. I think he absolutely for season long, maybe and must start. Absolutely not. I can't say he's a must start. I, you give me options. Yeah, maybe I'm going to tell you to pick Pitta over him this week. But, but tight ends are so bad this year. Exactly. I can't just like say, yes. He's a must start. Um, Steve Smith. Uh, he's no more than a flex, you guys. And mm. sad, but that's where we are right now. Doesn't mean it's going to stay that way for the rest of the season, but that's where we are right now. Bench, unfortunately, you just can't touch this backfield, you guys. It seems okay in theory, but the sharing of the ball, neither one are being productive. It's just, it's not, it's not good. And Kamar Aiken, the guy we all thought was going to, you know, do something, isn't doing anything. He mm. falls off our rankings completely this week. He's had two receptions for 14 yards in both in the two games put together. So I, I just can't. I can't do it. Do you think he's hanging out with uh, John Brown? Yeah. They're just like sitting there being like, two catches, we're good. It's cool. We're good. They're it's like cool. hanging out in a cafe, smoking. Yeah. I'm a team player. Team right. Team friends. <laughs> yeah. I don't but know Mike why. Mike Wallace is getting two catches, and he's like, okay. It's a different kind of player. It's a different kind of player. Different thing. Different thing, different thing. Uh, the Jaguars, you know, don't look at this matchup on paper. You know, against Baltimore, it says that they're really tough, but Baltimore played against the Bills and the Browns. <laughs> so I just want you to, like, back down. I'm not going to give you statistics. Of, like, they're the fit. They give up the fifth view. It's just like, I don't care. It just isn't – it's relevant to me, okay? It's Jacksonville Jaguars, and you're going to do what you're going to do. Allen Robinson, this is it, man. He hasn't done much of anything this year, and I know this is frustrating, and I don't – I just – I have to say don't lose hope yet. He should bounce back this, this week. He should bounce back this week. He's dealing with an illness. It might be a Chris Ivory illness. I don't know. No words out yet. But should be ready to go against the poor Baltimore secondary. If he can't perform against Baltimore, you guys, Mayday. he up against the Colts next week. Okay. And if he does not go up against the Colts, well, it's a mayday. It's a huge, huge mayday. Like well, I don't uh, think it's a drop mayday. It's a out of start your starting lineup mayday. But I wouldn't drop Allen Robinson. No, I'm not saying. No, I think I trade him, him though. Yet, but I would yeah, definitely trade him. him. In fact, depending on how he does this week, you may want that trade value. He's got to buy them week five, you guys. So um, maybe you want to trade him in that week five area. But if he does really bad. In the next two weeks, he's done bad for four weeks in a row. 
I don't know how much you're going to get for them. It's not going to be pretty. Um, a girlfriend of mine is pissed. Wrote him email to Yahoo because he's on the can't drop drop, uh, drop list, and she only has four, we only have four people on the bench, and she's like, I have to drop this guy. What, who are you to tell me that he's a no drop? And I was like, Yeah, they but said no drops. Right. They said it. Said ahead of time. It's unbelievable. So it's that bad. People are writing letters to Yahoo. Don't drop lists are bad. Don't drop lists are bad. Honestly, I don't think I don't think he's gonna do well, and they're gonna go on the buy. And when he gets back from the buy, he'll be a monster. He'll, pick, he'll be a monster. So you trade low for him right now. You're the opposite. I would trade low for him right now because people are gonna want right. to dump him off the roster. I think this entire offense is taking a hot second to warm up. And I think I think it's good they've got a buy early, right? They need this. They're going to need that buy to kind of regroup. And I think he's going to come out. Like Courtney said, he's got some undisclosed illness. I think he'll be better. And you could get maybe some really good value for him. Especially if you have a deep, even if you have a deep enough roster spot, you know, why not? I wouldn't start him until he proves it. But I think he's worth picking up because they're going to drop him off for nothing. Yeah, he's a freak athlete. There's no question about that. I mean, he's he's very talented. Um, but he needs to step up. The, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars need to step up. Uh, I don't own Allen Robinson anywhere, so maybe that is an intriguing thing to pick him off low on that bye week in, in week five when people need somebody to go in. Um, anyways, we'll move on, but Julius Thomas saw seven targets last week. He didn't find the end zone, but he did manage to get 71 yards. Um, we have him ranked number nine. I think he's a guy, you guys. I think he's totally legit, so... Keep plugging away, Mr. Julius. Blake Bortles goes into my sleeping category. Um, he's had as many touchdowns and interceptions. He's just struggling, but he's had over 300 yards in each outing, so that is promising, but he's just really got to get that ball control. Um, Alan Hearns, same thing goes for Hearns as it does for Robinson, six out of seven targets. Our fantasy points just isn't going to cut it, so we just need more from this Jacksonville defense. Again, Ravens this week. Colts next week. We need to see it in those two weeks. TJ Yeldon just sucks. So I'm just going to say it. Unreal. And <laughs> she's unbelievable. I mean, how uh, many good matchups can he screw up? Seriously, it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Chris Ivory cut is back to practice after missing the first two weeks for only God knows what. I mean, that's the weirdest thing ever. Uh, which seems he's passed it on to Allen Robinson. So I don't know. I, I'm very concerned on what's going on in that Jacksonville locker room. Um, some serious Clorox wipes needs to be going around. Um, it's just really weird, you guys. I don't know. I'm staying away from it all at this moment. Really good matchups. Look fantastic on paper. Could be a complete disaster. Detroit Lions of the Green Bay Packers. So the major news item for the Detroit Lions is that Amir Abdullah is officially on IR. That means that he has to set out a minimum of eight games. Okay, so for two months, he is completely gone. And basically, that is your fantasy season. If you have an IR spot, by all means, you do you. Uh, otherwise, you won't get him back until playoffs, and you need to actually get to playoffs. So uh, you need to figure it out 
Theo Riddick already is playing a very large role. He uh, not only is uh, catching the ball, which we always knew he would do, but last week he actually got 11 carries. He only made 37 yards out of it. But the point is, is that double-digit carries is not nothing. But I will say that I still think that they're going to be giving the ball more to a, a gentleman named Dwayne Johnson. Uh, he is a rookie. You don't know much about him. Last week he only got four carries uh, for 31 yards. But, you know, he's someone that, you know, Dwayne Washington, they're they're trying to get him the ball. So uh, he only had two carries for one yard the week before, but then he also went in for a touchdown. I mean, everyone scored a touchdown against Indianapolis in week one, but Washington got one too. Zach Zenner was <laughs> inactive for two weeks because uh, of special teams. They wanted to have special team players out there. Uh, you're going to hear that a lot. It was the same thing for Cameron Artis Payne. Um, uh, and there was another player too that I'm trying to think of anyway, that's going to be filling in, but uh, they are going to give Zach Zenner the ball. So I, I, it's going to be intriguing. If you have theoretic congratulations, uh, if you don't, and you're thinking about Dwayne Washington or Zach Zenner, I think I'm leaning Washington than Zach Zenner, but I could see them both getting touches. And for that, I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of touches though, uh, Marvin Jones, 21 targets in two games. Just can't debate it anymore, guys. 200 yards, but no touchdowns. Everyone was making fun of that poor writer who's like Marvin Jones is the number yeah. one wide receiver. Everybody, including us, were making fun of that poor guy. Probably got hate mail to his house, and look at what's going down. Look at what's going down. What I will I say, though is that Golden Tate has had a weird, weird season. He has been grappling with this ankle injury. He's no longer on the injury report, but he's clearly not 100%. He, he's gotten 18 targets in two games, but he's only been able to catch nine of them for 54 yards total. That's not going to cut it, especially in standard scoring. Uh, if you're in PPR, I think you hold on to him. It's fine. But I've told people to put him on the bench until we see him have a very healthy game. Something's wrong. The guy gets the majority of his fantasy points from yards after the catch. It's very difficult to get those yards after the catch if you're grappling with an ankle injury. It's just science. It's the way it is. It's the reason why Russell Wilson's struggling right now, too. He can't play his game with an ankle injury. It it, it affects everything. So me uh, Watkins, too. Sammy Watkins with a foot. I mean, it's just like it's, at a certain point you have to say, well, until I see that this guy's fully healthy, I can't play him. Uh, but the good news is that he is getting almost the same amount of targets as Marvin Jones, even when he's not healthy. So once he is healthy and can do something with those targets, I think it'll be fine, but it's a hard road to hoe. And uh, Eric Ebron, you know what? He is questionable right now. Definitely consider watching the uh, – Injury report, Green Bay does give up the third most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Uh, but that includes, you know, Kyle Rudolph, who is, you know, not impressive. Uh, you know, so, I, you know, they do genuinely give it up. Now, Eric Ebron's having back problems. He missed practice. It's not a good sign. But listen, he played 71 of the 74 snaps last week for the offense. I think he's going to be fine. I just think this is a precaution. He's had 12 targets this season, uh, and he has scored a touchdown. So, uh, actually, I don't mind Eric Ebron. And uh, I just want to check one thing. And then, yeah, I think that's a that's it. Nice. The Packers. So, Minnesota's defense last week uh, looked pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Thank goodness uh, it's Detroit this week because they're not so good. So nope. we'll take it. We'll take it, Packers fans. 
Jordy Nelson is the only Packer that didn't let us down last week. 73 yards and a touchdown. In fact, he has had a touchdown in each game thus far, which is only two. But it's still, it's two. So it's exciting. Um, he remains a must-start. Aaron Rodgers had less fantasy points than Dak Prescott. No passing touchdowns. Blaine Gabbert facing Carolina's defense with only 17 completions. And Jimmy Garoppolo, who didn't even finish the game. Oh, yeah, and Kirk Cousins, whose team wants to kick him off? The team. Mm. Uh, that's right. Aaron Rodgers had less fantasy points than all of those guys. Uh, but let's be honest, you can't bench him against the Lions. Just punish him for not winning your game. He didn't lose it either, you guys. He was just okay. So we'll Still move got on. Still 18 fantasy points. It wasn't yeah, – everyone acts like he's a bum. Yeah. No, I just think the press is okay, like – Did you not hear the four people that were above him? Right. I mean, well, when Blaine Gabber is outdoing Aaron Rodgers, there's a problem. He's Blaine a Gabber, I mean, there's still talk about people Gabbert. benching him for Kaepernick. And he's getting more fantasy points than Aaron Rodgers, I'm just saying. Don't freak out. We're putting him in. It's Detroit, people. Randall Cobb, guys, <laughs> felt huge in our rankings this week. We have him at 33. Still playing generous. him as my wide receiver flex. But, yeah, it is generous. But he really needs to find the end zone. He really needs to prove himself. It's got to be this week. Eddie Lacy, number 11 in our rankings for running backs. It's a big what the F to this whole team at this point. You know, they were supposed to be awesome. They were supposed to be really awesome. Their offensive line was back. Jordy Nelson was back. Eddie Lacy lost weight. Aaron Rodgers gave us keys. It, it's, not, it's not happening. That, that, that yumminess is not going down. So I really hope this is just a slow start for Green Bay. They're going to come back. Um, but there's pretty few teams 12. I'm sitting there and think, oh, man, they're doing great. I can't, think of any I can't think of any team that I'm like, fantastic. Even with the Raiders. Cardinals, I'm like. Raiders. Kind of. But 49ers. Even, I mean, no. Come well, on now, ladies. Come stop. on. But there's there's no, to me, standout <laughs> team right now. It is just week two. I don't think we need to freak out entirely. But it's just, week three. It's week three. It's week three. But there's only been two games three. in the books. That Eddie we Lacey had 12 attempts last week. That's not good. It's not good. I just Thank can't stand that they keep saying he's. him a little bit. I mean, I feel bad for him. They keep yeah. saying that he's lost weight, and then they'll they'll then show him, and it's a horrible angle. And I'm like, that guy has not really lost weight. He's lost like five to ten pounds max. Well, here's the problem: you can't well, give 10 pounds can Lacey do a lot for somebody. only twelve touches. He needs to be between eighteen and twenty touches a game. Right, but he also is. doesn't need to be thin. Like, just stop it with the weight. So he's a big guy. Move on. I don't and know. We need to bring back the cheese. Bring back the cheese. That was the problem. That's my thing. I think we need to bring back the cheese. Absolutely, Ashley. I'm with you. It's the cheese's fault. We need the cheese in our life, guys. Listen, sleepers, Devontae Adams, seven targets in week one for 50 yards and a touchdown, seven targets in week two for 26 yards, zero touchdowns and a fumble. It's not my favorite, it's not my favorite stat line, but it might be a good start in daily. Uh, there's definitely some possibilities for Adams to uh, break out here. And bench, you guys, both tight ends. Sorry, but two or three fantasy points is just not going to cut it. Bye. 
Denver Broncos and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Broncos don't love this matchup for either team. Mm -hmm. um, but the Denver Broncos is good. Defense, I, I'll take them. I have them in number two. They had 22 fantasy points last week against a good Colts offense. Love it. Um, but the Bengals haven't lost a home game in September in five years. So as Bronco fans, we cry mm. inside. As fantasy players, you don't really care as long as they don't get that many points, um, those Bengals. Demarius Thomas, I guess. Um, I don't like it as much, um, but I have him ranked number 23, which means he's still a start in your lineup. I wouldn't expect seeing, like, huge numbers out of Demarius this week, but uh, he may be able to get a touchdown, double digits. He did get a two-point conversion, so I see – I see a better game than others. Uh, CJ Anderson, we have him number six. 20 carries in each game and a rushing touchdown in each game. Yes, please. Love him. He's a sure bet along with the Broncos defense. And uh, sleepers, Manuel Sanders. <coughs> There's a problem with Sanders. It's called Trevor Simeon. Oh. As a Broncos fan, he's not losing you, but he is not doing anything for your fantasy team. It is bad. It is bad. So I hope that things get changed around because I love Sanders and I really need him to do something. Uh, Virgil Green ends up on the bench with Simeon listed as questionable with a calf strain. Uh, he did not find the end zone like last week like I thought he would. So oh. sorry about that. The Bengals. So I was really interested when I was pulling my stats because, you know, watching the Broncos, I'm like, wow, they're really good defense again. And then I look at the numbers and granted, again, we're only two weeks in. But they're middle of the pack in every stat other than they give the second fewest points to wide receivers. Literally 11th fewest to quarterbacks, 14th fewest to running backs, 15th most to tight ends, 12th most to kickers, 15th fewest defenses. So they kind of fall right in the middle of everything other than wide receivers. But we'll talk about A.J. Green. He had a huge drop-off last week against the Steelers, who historically he does really well. Historically, over the last four regular season matchups against them, he had 36 receptions for 556 yards and three scores, whereas last week he had what we have here. Um, two catches. Two catches for 38 yards. yards. Brutal. Brutal. Um, I don't love him this week, but he's a starter. You're not benching A.J. Green. You know, just don't, like quite Courtney said, I wouldn't expect magical sweet numbers out of AJ Green either this week. I don't love it. Jeremy Hill, you're you're kind of stuck with him because, again, we've got running backs dropping like flies, and Jeremy Hill has really not produced much this year thus far. He had 11 touches for only 22 yards against the Steelers, only three receptions for 37. That is nothing to write home about right there. That is not great. But you don't have any better options, really. Because people are dropping off, so you have to start Jeremy Hill. Now, Giovanni Bernard is an interesting play, but he, again, is the pass-catching back, and this is the one thing the Broncos have ranked high in is, again, deep defending wide receivers. So, um, And the Broncos are good about crowding the line, so I don't know if I love this option. He did score a touchdown and he had 100 yards, but he went off. He broke off for a really good run, so the 100 yards is a little bit deceiving. But this is the classic Bengals. Jeremy Hill will do poorly. Giovanni Bernard does well. Bernard does well, or Hill does well. Bernard doesn't do well. So we're kind of in that situation right here. But again, you don't have a better option. You have to play one of them. Andy Dalton, by the way, is not awful. He was the 11th highest scoring quarterback last week. And I think he'll do okay against the Broncos. Not great, but okay. And like Brandon said, they haven't lost in five years. I think he'll be able to produce. 
Although part of me feels like to some extent this almost feels like a primetime game, which Andy Dalton always collapses in, but it's not officially this was an LA game. Seattle week two game. So Ew. Yeah. No one likes that. No, it's not. This is a fantasy poop yard right here. I think someone that <laughs> So I think you could look out though for Poop is yard. I don't know. Dog park. AJ... Poop everywhere. <laughs> it won't be gross. gross. It's gross. I think Tyler Boyd's got potential because <laughs> AJ Green got shut down last week, but Boyd had a good week. He had 78 yards off eight targets. So there's a good chance again that AJ Green will get targeted and Boyd will actually be the beneficiary of that. So and Tyler Eifer, he's been limited in practice Wednesday. I don't think he's gonna go this week, so don't put him in your lineup. Minnesota Vikings of the Carolina Panthers. Is this also a poop fest, Courtney? No, I don't think this is going to be a poop fest. I don't know. It might be. It might be. Not as bad as the other one. The other Not one's a dog park. Other. Yeah, the it's other one's park. like bad, bad. It's a dog park. Yeah, it's a dog park. It's so Thus gross. far, I have bring back the cheese <laughs> as a hashtag, and now dog park. <laughs> dog this park is like the game. kitty litter. Uh, well, Stephon Diggs isn't, man. He was the highest Woo! scoring wide receiver last year. 9 of 11 for 182 yards and a touchdown. I have so much Diggs. So much Diggs. I, I was game. watching, I won't say what network, but somebody well-known in the industry was like, Stephon Diggs isn't like a must-start. Uh, yeah, have you yeah, been watching is. football? Like, give me a break, man. Like, well, I see the nervous on the waiver wires. Pick the guy up. It's crazy. I understand mm. there was some nervousness because of the quarterback situation, but he did fine. He did certainly fine enough with Sean Hill that you're going to play him against with Bradford. And clearly he can perform with Bradford. So from this point, it is green light go on Stefan Diggs. He's their offense. And especially with AP out, Stefan Diggs is literally their offense now. The only player. Yeah. So you have to play Stefan Diggs. Um, you know, the Panthers give the third fewest points to wide receivers, but again, he's he's just gonna get targeted so much that you're gonna be fine. Kyle Rudolph, Brandon was crapping on him a little earlier, but he was the tenth highest on the week, and he's the eleventh highest scoring tight end overall for the season. So he's someone that you've got to consider at this point. And again, because of the running back situation. He's someone that's going to get some luck there. If you were a Kobe Fleener drafter, I might be the Rudolph. guy. Go get Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Fleener. Oh, the flame. Mm, talk about kitty litter. Fleming. <sighs> Sam Bradford, though. I'm into Bradford. He was the 14th highest scoring quarterback last week. He had 286 yards and two touchdowns. I'm okay with that. It's the Panthers, so I don't love this matchup because they give the 12 fewest points to quarterbacks, but... Again, they're just going to be throwing because we've got a really awkward running situation. As everybody knows at this point, I'm assuming Adrian Peterson, he is out. We've had conflicting reports about the knee. He was rumored to have torn his lateral arterial ligament in addition to a torn meniscus. But then, you know, and then we're hearing that the earliest that he will return is the playoffs. It's a three to four month recovery, possibly six months. People are hoping that it's AP who seems to work magic and recovers in like freakish amount of times. Don't bank on this. Do not bank on that. But what I will say is that he was he had 1.6 yards per carry, which is 
the fewest by any player with at least 30 attempts in the league. He has not been performing well even prior to this injury. So who's stepping in for him? That's going to be Jarek McKinnon. But McKinnon was actually out with a little bit of an injury. So he's not 100% healthy. So I don't love that situation. And we've got Asiata in this in the mix. They're saying McKinnon is a guy, but Asiata is kind of a guy that could come in in goal line situations and actually vulture some touchdowns. But McKinnon looked really good in preseason. So there's some hope there. I don't love it, but they did sign Ronnie Hillman, which I find to be a very interesting signing. Uh, I'm into this. I think that Ronnie Hillman could, in a couple weeks, be someone to talk about. Not right now. Something to talk about. Something to talk about. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Listen, Minnesota's defense has been pretty good this year thus far. But if the Panthers can score 20. 20 points on the Broncos. They can score on the Vikings. I'm not concerned. I'm going to wash this away. Cam Newton is a must-start. Last week, four touchdowns and over 350 yards. Yes, please. Sign me up. Now, he's not going to do that against the Minnesota Vikings, but he's going to do something. Or not definitely, obviously. Calvin Benjamin, show this man some respect. Over 20 targets in the last two weeks. Three touchdowns. Uh, must-start. Greg Olson. Well, he's a must-start, guys. As long as he's alive on the field, he's a must-start. 122 yards and a touchdown last week with five receptions. Awesome. And I have a feeling the Vikings are going to be rushing Mr. Cam Newton a lot, which means Cam Newton's going to have to drop it off to Mr. Olsen, which means in PPR, Greg Olsen will be delicious. Uh, Carolina defense, obviously. Sam Bradford's not that good. I have no sleepers. This is a dry <laughs> cut. You are playing them. You are not playing them. Jonathan Stewart, listen, is doubtful, but let's be honest, he's not going to play. Mm -hmm. That leaves Fozzie Whitaker and Cameron Artis Payne. As Brandon mentioned earlier, Payne was out the first two games, healthy scratch, because he doesn't do anything for you in the special teams aspect. Well, now they need him as a running back. Sure. Okay, so he's in. I don't care. I don't want either one of these guys this week. I'm going to stay away from both of them until we can really wrap our heads around this no Jonathan Stewart thing and against uh, easier defense. So, bye on the bench. Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow, those Rams. Defense came back. Yeah, they did. Yeah, there woo, it is. Woo, woo. Offense is awful. You know it's bad when Kenny Brett is your highest scoring person on the offense. It's, that is true. It's not good. I love that Casey, Ke Casey Keenum. Case Keenum <laughs> resumes his position at number 32 on the quarterback listings. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Please don't ever move him for the rest of the season. I just feel like that's a good that's a good home. It's a nice I home haven't been tempted home. yet. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. He has given you no reason <laughs> to move him to 31. No. No reason. <laughs> no. Nope. So good. It's so good. Listen, I am not touching this team. With a 10-foot pole. You <laughs> drafted Todd Gurley. Unless you're the defense. Well, unless you're the defense. Even but then. Even then against Tampa Bay. Well, yeah. I don't know. Winston looked pretty darn awful last week. Oof. So it might be it might be legit. Okay, I'm starting LA, but I am not I'm not starting anybody else. And and Yes, you're going to probably start Todd Gurley, but you need to think about other options, guys. And I'm not saying panic button, but.
this offense is so bad. There's no way they're going to be able to spread the ball around to make Todd Gurley have an option. I'll find one little tiny hole like they did last year. So they need to get it together. I'm calling out a quarterback change now. This is ugly. This is really ugly. I agree. They're going to be if they just beat Seattle. It may be next week. They didn't get a touchdown. It was field goals. They, beat they didn't even get a touchdown. But they beat Seattle. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you get the W, if it's disgusting and nothing happens. If you can't get Todd Gurley through the defensive line, then there's a problem. I mean, God, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying it won't get happen the offensive line. It's, it's not going to happen this week, Ashley, because they would have already announced that. But it should have happened this week. And it should happen next week. And it should happen the week after that. And they can keep Case Keenum in as long as they want. And they can win by one point. They will never win a Super Bowl with Case Keenum behind center. If Brandon really wanted to make a point, Same. she would have at the number 32 spot, Case Keenum slash Jared Goff. I'm not quite sure it's not Mr. Probably get the same points starting either one of them. Should we to Tampa, another team that's not going to do well this week? Yes. Sure. Okay. So (laughs) technically you have to play Mike Evans because there's just so many targets. And again, he's the only player on this team and we have hurt running back situations. So he was able to get 70 yards and a touchdown. uh, And he's heard 17 times. Again, the targets are there. You have to to play him, but Winston looked really bad. So, but we said this, we said they've got some tough games and this is one of the games that we told you was not going to be pleasant because they're going up against the Rams defense. So we are still in a very troublesome stretch that we said very beginning of preseason. It's going to be ugly. They've got to stretch of some tough games and this is going to be one of those cases. So you're not playing Jameis Winston. Do not even be tempted by it. We've got a hamstring injury with Doug Martin. So he's expected to miss three weeks three weeks of that case. So that puts mm-hmm. basically Charles Sims in the talk here, but he hasn't been exactly performing fantastically. So I'm not super encouraged by that. Cecil Shorts, you have to be, I'll just say, we're talking deep leaves of Braxton Miller. Cecil Shorts is the person that's even deeper if you are in a crazy league. Suffered a ham sand injury. Uh, so we got an issue with that. Vincent Jackson, I don't love that either. He's not doing great. He's got four receptions, or only 44 yards off nine targets. That's not wonderful. But Adam Humphreys, he's at least somewhat interesting because he's basically a no-name, so nobody even covers him. He had six receptions for 67 yards. But why would you even remotely take a risk on anyone in this team? You literally can only play Mike Evans from this team this week. Mike Evans. Unless you are in a serious running back situation and you have to take a flyer off Charles Sons. But I don't love it at all. San Francisco 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks. Hmm. <sighs> okay, so... Vance McDonald, I've been talking about it. He was the fourth highest scoring tight end last week. And I've said it, he's not a yardage guy. He has minimal targets. He went one for two, but he was able to get 75 yards and a touchdown. And he is the second highest scoring tight end overall on the season right now. So It's nuts. It's so crazy. It is crazy. The guy literally has like four targets on the year, and he's the second highest scoring tight end. Because they look to him in the red zone. That's who Gabbard throws to in the red zone. It is Vance McDonald. So this is somebody that you have to consider. Again, if you have a Fleener, go get Vance McDonald. Because he is barely even owned. And he is the second highest scoring tight end. And he will get you a touchdown. Get Vance McDonald. 
I know it's not a sexy pick. I know it sounds crazy. The targets are not there, but go do it. Just go do it. Sleepers, we had Jeremy Curley, who had 11 targets in week one, but then he didn't have a great week two. He's only three for six for 29 yards. So I'm not loving this because Curley is kind of a target guy. So that's concerning. Now, Torrey Smith at least has somewhat of a decent game, but again, he only had three catches, which is not wonderful. But it's for 55 yards, but he got a touchdown. So I'm not loving any of the wide receivers on this team. I don't know why you would love any wide receivers on this team. So I mean, if you have to play Torrey, you have to play him to flex and just kind of cross your fingers, but I don't like it. But Black Blaine Gabbert, he's on oh my goodness. Blaine Gabbert. He's on my bench. But similar to what Courtney had said earlier, he's doing better than you would think, which is more of a reflection of how poorly other people are doing than how well Blaine Gabbert's doing. Because he's only 17 of 36 for 243. Granted, he had two touchdowns, but he also had two interceptions. Now he he was the eighth highest scoring quarterback last week. He is the 15th highest scoring quarterback on the season. And he has scored more points than Blake Bortles, Marcus Mariota, Carson Wentz. People are raving about Carson Wentz, but he scored more mm. points than him even. Cousins, Tyrod Taylor, and everybody's golden child, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Just want to point that out. Aww. I don't I just want he wasn't hurt the first game. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he did. He got hurt in the first game, in the third quarter. Not hurt enough. He was able to play the second. He's not that hurt, Brandon. They get banged up a little bit. All right. Come on now. Don't don't get on that bandwagon. But I also don't like Carlos Hyde this week either, guys. <laughs> I don't like him either. Carried the ball 14 times for only 34 yards. Granted, against the Panthers, but this is against the Seahawks. That's not going to get any better this week. You need to find a different option than Carlos Hyde. So we go to the Seattle Seahawks. It's also not great. I want to point out just off the top here that the Seahawks were fined $400,000 and have to forfeit a fifth round pick in the 2017 NFL draft for violating the um, CBA's agreements to have not to have excessive contact in offseason workouts. So they have already been fined for this two years ago. And Pete Carroll was also fined $200,000. I think the Seahawks have just basically set some money aside and said, we don't really care what your rule is. This is what we're going to do. And it is what it is. So just good old little Seahawks note off the top there. I don't love the running back situation. We got Thomas Rawls who suffered a leg contusion. Uh, you know, he did not practice on Wednesday yet. They are saying he's on pace to play this week. So that is intriguing. So Christian Michael technically is in the mix. who actually has been doing better, but you're in again, a kind of a fuzzy situation of not knowing how that ball ratio in terms of, carries is going to be laid out for the week so if you can find something else please do but again things are tight with some of the injuries so you may have to go one way i would lean christian michael at this point if you had to do one russell wilson did practice in full on wednesday again rough week he was a 25th highest scoring quarterback last week and he's the 27th highest on the season not even top 10 we're talking not even top 25 here but i will say that russell wilson sometimes starts off slow if we look historically over the last few years he does start a little bit slow and he starts to pick up around week 10 is when he goes like balls to the walls so this isn't completely unheard of and you shouldn't necessarily entirely freak out but if you have a second quarterback option we do have him still a little bit dicey a little bit hurt you might want to look elsewhere like maybe play gabbert <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding but i won't be surprised if gabbert has more <laughs> 
not not you, know, you would not be surprised if Gabbert got more fantasy points than Wilson. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. No, I'm not. I'm dead serious. Crazy. Crazy but I understand that true. your soul may hurt playing Gabbert over Russell Wilson. There's no possible reason why you should do that except for stats. San Francisco is going to keep playing well and it's going to be like week 10 and we'll be like, fine. Fine. Okay. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Doug Baldwin, guys, he also got hurt, but he it was limited in practice today, but he's expected to play. He had to get an MRI on his knee injury that he suffered, so not wonderful, but he's expected to play. It's just keep an eye on that. Tyler Lockett also was hurt. He was limited in practice. We've got two main targets for Russell Wilson that are not exactly top-notch. Jimmy Graham says he's feeling like a beast, so maybe this will be the game that he gets some love because Wilson's too hurt for the deep ball thread. Maybe it's a dump it to Jimmy. Although highly unlikely because Jimmy Graham is a terrible blocker, which means that Russell Wilson would not have the time to even do the dump. Perfect. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Marcus Sweeten, uh, you know, he says that he's fine. He says his shoulder feels great. He wants to play. Uh, we will see. He was in after the first two games, so don't count on it. What I will say from there is that D'Angelo Williams just makes me incredibly sad that he's only going to be able to play three games this season, unless, of course, the Van Bell gets hurt again, which is very likely. But still, uh, it's just unfortunate. But, hey, he's been killing it. And, again, cheers to you, D'Angelo Williams. MVP. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. We appreciate you. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is, you know, usually a must-start, although the Eagles are wonderful at defense this year, which is great because they just don't have Chip Kelly having them out there on the field 75% of the time. So it ends up that they can keep fresh and get a lot of things done. So uh, I wouldn't expect monster numbers from Ben Roethlisberger or Antonio Brown. Again, sorry, but you never bench Antonio Brown. I don't I don't care. I don't 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 complain to me. I know. Four catches for 39 yards last week, not good. Not what you wanted, but are you really going to sit Antonio Brown? It was the typical Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game. Yeah. Absolutely. And then it was raining like cats with dogs. It was horrible. I mean, jeez, guys, stop it. Sammy Coates, you know, whatever. Eli Rogers, whatever. To me, they're they're both matchup people, and this is not the matchup that I would play them in. Jesse James did get that touchdown that we thought he would score. Still only 8.9 points, though, in standard scoring. So, (laughs) uh, But still, the guy, 12 targets in two games, and he's a tight end. And again, if Vance Mills number two, that means these are desperate times. So I'm sure you're still starting him. Uh, but other than that, yeah, you're just waiting for Le'Veon Bell to come back. Philadelphia start. Guys, uh, they came out with a win last week. Yes, they did. Congratulations. Jordan Matthews, he did not get the fantasy points we wanted uh, last week, but he's going to have a bounce back week. You're going to play him. Guys, this is probably going to be a shootout. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia's defense is good, but... They're really good on special teams. I think they're going to let a few touchdowns slide for Pittsburgh, and we're going to like seeing these fantasy points go around. Um, I think he's going to add a touchdown to his 100 yards, and he's going to have a 16-point game. So I'm into him. Mm. Brian Matthews uh, did what we all needed from him last week. Thank you very much. One of our Twitter fans said he won um, her his league. So uh, I'm, I'm proud of that. Unfortunately, I'm not really into his jam this week. Tough matchup. It's a tough tough matchup. matchup. Uh, I like Caleb Sturgis. Not a bad play this week. Only owned in 2% of Yahoo leagues, guys. Nine points in week one, 13 points in week two. I think it's going to be a scoring game. I think they're going to need Sturgis. I'm kind of into it. Sleepers, the Eagles defense, as we were saying, guys, they've scored double digits in both of their addings. 
I don't particularly like them this week. So I'm not going to play them this week. Next week, they're on their buy. So you don't have to pick them up yet. But keep an eye on the waivers, you guys. During that bye week, if you have a spot, pick them up. Pick them up. They have nice matchups coming up after the bye. Carson Wentz is a sleeper. His fantasy numbers have not been great. But this should be a shootout, as I said. So I think he might throw his first interception. But I think he's going to have multiple touchdowns as well. I'm even saying he might run one in. Mm. Just throwing it out there. Congrats, Carson Wentz. Congrats, Carson Wentz. For real football. Real football. Not fantasy. Yeah, right, right. Got to improve there, buddy. There's more than just real football, okay? There's us well, behind the computers him. here, <laughs> and we need you. So, <laughs> New York Jets, the Kansas City Chiefs. So, the Chiefs give up the eighth fewest points to quarterbacks which you don't care about because you're not playing Alex Smith. Turns out him being the third highest scoring quarterback in week one did not happen again in week two. So we are back to not playing Alex Smith. I know you're not surprised, but it is what it is. Now it's the fifth most points they give up though to running backs, which fills my heart with joy because of Matt Forte, baby. 30 carries, 100 yards, three touchdowns against the Bills. That's right. He destroyed it. He's had 32 touches um, in week two in total, not just carries. And he is the third in the NFL for rush attempts. And he's tied for first for rushing touchdowns. He's he's the man. We were telling you beforehand that we love Matt Forte. Everyone's like, oh, Forte, he's old. Yeah, yeah. Nope, nope. He is still glorious. He is fantastic. Unfortunately, Bilal Powell, who used to be a classic sleeper that we could count on every single year, he really doesn't need to be used because Forte's got such great hands. Powell always came in as a pass catching back out of the backfield, but they got Forte. They have really no need for Powell right now. So that's a little bit sad, but good news if you're a Forte owner. Eric Decker, he was fantastic as always. Six catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. You're playing him again because, again, it's a good matchup. They give up the 15th most points to wide receivers, so that will be great for him. Brandon Marshall, we have an interesting situation with Brandon Marshall. So... <clears throat> he suffered an injury to his MCL against Buffalo, but then his coach said that he did not suffer the sprain. But then we find out today that he has a foot injury on top of this hypothetical sprain that is now being disputed between his head coach and sources. But then Brandon Marshall goes on to say that he will, he will need all the way to warm up for pregame warmups to determine whether he can play. So why would you need to have warmups all the way to pregame in order to determine if you don't actually have a knee injury? or a foot injury. So I'm going to go with a Brandon Marshall is saying if he feels it's going to take all the way till then for him to decide, I don't love that. But generally when Brandon Marshall decides to play, just like last week, he still does well. So if he does play, I think you could feel comfortable playing him. Um, but he's not considered a lock against the Chiefs. So you have to keep an eye on that. Fitzy, he did great. I am into Fitzpatrick, 374 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's a great option for a second quarterback quite honestly he's a decent option right now he was the ninth highest scoring quarterback last week so for some people that are, have some quarterbacks that haven't been doing well for you Fitzy's a decent option um sorry so i said alex smith i meant ryan fitzpatrick earlier quincy anua is another guy that is interesting if you've got some situations with wide receivers that have gone down this is someone that Fitzy loves brandon marshall loves and eric decker loves they are they cannot say enough good things about him. I've mentioned him multiple times on this show. Go out and get him. Get him. Now to the Chiefs. I mentioned Alex Smith too early is what it is. Um, I don't love any of them. 
at all this week. Macklin did not do great. He was only 6 to 15 for 68 yards. Yes, that's a mass amount of targets, but don't love it. Tracy Kelsey, Travis Kelsey did not do great. Uh, Tracy. He was in 23rd height. Tracy Kelsey. Uh, he didn't do great. It's not a great matchup. Spencer Ware, you know, he was only the 20th highest scoring running back. You probably have to play him, but it's a really, really tough defense. I don't love this. And Jamal Charles is probably not going to be back this week, so you can't play him. Overall, I'm avoiding, and Alex, but as we said earlier, is an automatic, you know, we ignore him. Um, it's not a good matchup for any of them. I don't want to play a single chief this week. Those Jets, darn you. San Diego Chargers, the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. This one's a tough one, guys. Antonio Gates did not practice Wednesday, and allegedly he has a hamstring injury. So, again, we're not entirely sure when this injury happened. We don't know how serious this injury is. Everybody's heads are falling off in San Diego. Unbelievable. At least it's not a knee. At least it's not a knee. Just a hammy. God. But I still don't love you it. Knock on wood. Uh, you knock on wood. I am knocking Seriously. on wood. But Travis Benjamin, love him. Second highest scoring wide receiver last week. He is stepping into that role quite nicely. And he was six for six. He caught all of his targets for 110 yards and two touchdowns. So I foresee him being the guy. Um, and Tyrell Williams is someone you got to be considered too. He was the 19th highest scoring receiver. Uh, he was only three for six, but he caught 61 yards and a touchdown. And, and Philip Rivers has mentioned Williams a few times now. So Philip Philip Rivers tends to mention guys. He actually throws to these guys. He doesn't just kind of praise for the sake of praising a teammate. This is somebody that he actually has an interest in. So this is somebody that you also have to consider. Melvin Gordon, fifth highest score in running back this week. Uh, he's looking good. He's the real deal. You got to stick with him, especially with Danny Woodhead out. It's your option. It's the only option you got, right? Philip Rivers, I say he's a sleeper. He's done decent four touchdowns. You know, not fantastic, but also not bad. Uh, and then your bench, Danny Woodhead, he's obviously on IR with a knee injury. Dexter McClusker was signed. Don't love Weird. that. I like that. it. I like it. I like Dexter over. Uh, who else do they sign? Uh, Monte Barrow. Oh, Monte Barrow. Mm hmm. I just don't. Uh, and you got Griff Whalen, who again is useless. You don't have to consider yourself with Colts. All right. Easy peasy, but starting with depressing. So Dante Moncrief is out for actually an extended period of time. This is not a one week injury. Uh, four to six weeks is what they're estimating right now with a fractured scapula. Yikes. So you run, don't walk, and pick up Philip Dorsett if he is available. Uh, the problem is. You what? You hate I that? Hate, I hate the Moncrief injury. Yeah, it's really bad. Not the door set, but I, I hate the situation. Um, you know, I, it could mean more targets for T.Y. Hilton, but to be fair, he's had 23 targets over the last two weeks, but has only caught 10 of them for 120 yards. Now, here's the deal. I could go through the entire Indianapolis Colts stats, but the problem is, is that half of their games, one out of two, has been against the Denver Broncos. And I know that Cam Newton went out there and he had a good first half, but then he fell apart in the second half because you don't That's know right. what? That was the first half for the Denver Broncos defense too, and they were just getting warmed up, and they had to warm up against Cam Newton. Yeah, of course they weren't as good. Trust me, they're a good defense. So I'm not going to blame the Colts. I will say that their defense, the Colts' defense, is still tragic, so they're going to have to throw the ball. So you're still starting Andrew Luck. Even Frank Gore actually had a really decent week last week. He bounced back. Uh, their offensive line's an issue, but he is the bell cow. There is, I'm sorry, you can name everyone else on the team if you want, but 
It is Frank Gore time. Uh, Dwayne Allen, consistent. They're going to keep using him. Again, Philip Dorsett and T.Y. Hilton, and it just is what it is. And by the way, uh, Adam Vinatieri is 12 for 11. Uh, 12 for 11? No, I'm sorry. That's not amazing. What not what amazing. I meant to say. Oh my gosh. He's worked like, 12 points week he's one. He's a magician. 11 he's points a the second week. I'm sorry. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> he pulls, a, he pulls no. a rabbit out of his hat no, before the sorry. snap. And then, it was what I was saying. He's in two double digit points. He's He has hit 29 consecutive field goals. So uh, definitely. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Magician. Done. Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys. Bears, guess what? (laughs) Alshon Jeffrey makes his appearance on the questionable list with a knee injury. There it starts. It starts. It starts. It seems to be uh, not a concern, you guys. So we're okay. You're still all systems go for him on Sunday. Good luck. Hopefully this isn't the last time uh, he's in your lineup for 2016. Dun, dun, dun. Sleepers, listen, I don't know. I This is teams of freaking mess. Just so you know, Jay Cutler's not playing because he, he's not tough. And I'm sick of this, oh, this is toughness talk. He's not tough. And these men trying to defend him on, on TV are just making me have a headache. He's not, okay? Sure, he can't grip the ball. Fine. But the man has no ability to play through pain, Okay. Anyways. He just doesn't care about anything. He just doesn't care. He just wants his paycheck. He doesn't care. I mean, There's like a meme with him smoking a cigarette and just like whatever. And I just love that one. It's just like really what you picture of him, what he's doing on his time off. Sleepers. Jeremy Langford. Yeah. At least exactly. I'm sure he's not doing that. But that's what, what we all think of. Yeah. I don't um, think Cousin Cavalry would let him do that. Absolutely not. There you go. Um, listen, I don't love him either. Chicago will most likely get behind. They have Brian Hoyer as their quarterback this week. I don't hate Hoyer um, in general, uh, obviously not for fantasy, um, but they're going to need to throw the ball. I just He hasn't been that great this year at all. And Jordan Howard sneaking in and looking good. I don't know. I don't like this backfield. Um, but we do have him ranked number 20, so Lankford's kind of that guy you may have to play in that flex position. Eddie Royal uh, has scored 11 fantasy points in both week one and week two, guys. It's real. Six targets in both games. It's scary to think Eddie Royal might be in your lineup, but in daily, I think he should be. Ooh, He should be in info. daily, you guys. On your bench, Zach Miller sucks. Kevin White sucks. And Brian Hoyer, clearly, he's on your bench. He should be on the Chicago's bench, too. Cowboys. Well, if you can believe it or not, uh, after the Tony Romo debacle injury, they've actually stayed relatively healthy there in Dallas. I'm going to start with their kicker, Dan Bailey. You should have this guy on your team because they have a rookie quarterback. They can make it down the field, but punching it in is a little bit tougher. So... (laughs) They kick. Let's do this. Uh, you know, listen, I, you know, Chicago, oddly enough, is kind of like mediocre on defense against everything. Um, so it's kind of an okay matchup. But here's the deal. Dak Prescott had kind of a breakthrough game last week, right? He looked fantastic, but he only scored 18 fantasy points. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Ezekiel Elliott, he continues to score touchdowns, and he continues to fumble the ball and have pass protection issues because he's a rookie, and that happens to everyone. Even the invincible Ezekiel Elliott is having those problems. But as long as he's scoring touchdowns, we don't care. 
Mm-hmm. We don't care. Uh, so it is what it is. Cole Beasley is one of the favorite targets of Dak Prescott. We can pretend that's not reality, but it is. Now, it was 12 targets week one, six in week two, but still it was a different game. He caught five of them for 75 yards, though. I think that's yeah. Yeah, it's real. All right, so Jason Witten, again, PPR monster. So uh, if you're into that, I mean, you know, if it's not PPR, he's kind of meh, but he is going to catch at least three to six passes every week, and tight end is desperate. Des Bryant, you guys, I mean, he had a much better game, 12 targets, seven catches, 102 yards, still no touchdown, but he is still a starter, so don't worry about that. Alfred Morris did score a touchdown against his former team, um, but they're committed to Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, they're going to bring him in when Ezekiel Elliott struggles, which may be more often than what people think, but it is what it is. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. All right, so let's start with those Atlanta Falcons, shall we? Jeez, uh, man, that backfield, right? It just, it's really frustrating because to be fair, uh, you know, De- Devontae Freeman took them down I, I, the entire time. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. 93 rushing yards, and then they give the touchdown to Tevin Coleman? Yep. Yep. I don't. I don't so know. Not say. like Shanahan. I don't know. So weird. I, it's very weird. But you know what? Coleman was Shanahan's guy. So I think this is hubris. He's trying to prove that Coleman is better than Freeman. Um, but it really doesn't actually look like that. Um, it's it's a very difficult situation. This week they go up against the New Orleans Saints. So I would consider starting both of them. Uh, but you know, the second you start starting uh, Tevin Coleman, they're going to bench him for some reason. Something bad will happen. So I don't know. But I would I would play either of them. I'm going to start. Julio Jones. I'm going to start Matt Ryan. I'm going to even start Jacob Tammy because it is the Saints and also Mohamed Sanu. It is the Saints. And I know that the Giants choked, but that's because the Saints were on the road. When the Saints, you know, listen, they're at home. They throw the ball like crazy. They're much better at home and Atlanta will have to keep up. It's at least garbage time. Do it. As far as the Saints, again, I'm starting everyone. I'm ignoring what happened last week because, again, when they're on the road, they're a completely different team. Drew Brees, Willie Sneed, Brandon Cooks, Mark Ingram even. Mark Ingram's the only person who's been struggling, though. I have to be honest with you. I am concerned. If he does not do well against Atlanta, which, by the way, is a team that gives up the fourth most fantasy points, and they gave up a ton of fantasy points last year as well. This is a consistent issue with Atlanta. I know it's only a two-game sample this year, but that is who they are if Mark Ingram cannot do more against them, it's time to push the panic button. It's time to push the panic button. I'm not gonna lie to you. Could do well so, though. Eddie Lacy, to do Mark well. Ingram. And I'm so telling much. you, Kobe Flanders caught three of his 12 targets in two games. Now, will he and score a touchdown McDonald's. later in the season? Yes. Will he score maybe two touchdowns in a game? Sure. But I don't know when that's gonna be. And until he proves it to me, I can't keep suggesting him for you. And, and we keep dropping him and dropping him, and we're still higher, or we're still lower than everyone else. And I still feel like we're too high. It's gotten weird. So that's how I feel about that. Boom. Well, that's it, guys. That's week three. The disaster of what week three of 2016 fantasy football is. Look at your waivers, guys. Pick up somebody's, pick up even Oof. a flyer for a week with a good matchup. Things are getting desperate out there already. Do what you need to do. And if you need those updates, guys, make sure to listen to our show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Network on Saturday from 9 to 11 Eastern. You can also ask us your questions on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. Until next time, guys, please stay healthy.
for week four. No more faking it. <laughs>